and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast, where we talk about racing games, esports, and sim racing. And joining us today to talk about such topics and a bit of IndyCar as well is none other than Roman Groshon. How are you, Roman? I'm doing all right. Thank you. Nice. Uh, before we go further, and I'm afraid audio listeners, listeners to this won't be able to see this, but Roman's got the most amazing background. Could you just explain what that is? Is that all your previous race suits and helmets? And I see a, a few trophies down there as well. Yeah, exactly. It is uh, all my race suits since 2000. So my first one in go-kart. Uh, I kept at least one per year. Uh, so yeah, to my right is the, the go-kart one, 2000. And then to my left is the last one from Delcon Racing last year. Uh, it's including all the Haas, Lotus Formula One, Renault Drive Development, uh, and some some that not many people knows. And then uh, yeah, I've got some some helmets that I uh, that I cherish. Um, even more to my right, there's more helmets and uh, a couple of trophies down there. You know, just uh, waiting for my F1 trophies to be coming to the uh, the collection and hoping to get more next year or this year, I guess. You are yes. We'll we'll cover your 2022 plans with uh, Andretti Autosport. Uh, later on in our conversation, I'm sure, but I have no doubt there'll be more more to add to that collection. Uh, and actually, really randomly, is there anything from uh, FIA GT1 there? Because I think that's often something that not many people pick up on. And I loved that series. It was amazing to race, uh, to watch. You know what? I think it's missing. I think I need <gasps> oh, to find no. it out. I know I know it's somewhere because I've seen it yeah. and it's missing. So 2010, that's 11, that's 2000. No, I don't have it. I need to find it. Oh, well, that's a shame. Work, you'll have to work on that. Yes. That's cool. Anyway, that's a random throwback for everyone. Uh, everyone should look up those races on YouTube because the sound of those cars was incredible. Anyway, I digress. I think I would like to talk primarily to start with about sim racing and esports, if that's okay. Because what I find really fascinating about yourself, if you don't mind me saying, is it, it seems to me like you have a genuine interest in uh, sim racing. And not only that, you have a vested interest as well because you have an eponymous team, RHG Esports, so while I think Romag Grosjean yourself doesn't need an introduction per se, I do believe that fewer people out there may know or may not know your RHG Esports team. So for those who aren't aware, could you quickly explain what RHG Esports is and what it stands for? Yeah, I mean, for an old man like me, it was quite surprising to uh, get a, an esports team. But the pandemic during COVID, um, I had a, an old friend of mine that worked for 14 years in Formula One that was really involved into esports. And he told me you should look into it. And, you know, I always kept an eye on it because it was, it was there. I've been playing when I was a kid. And then I stopped for 10 years. Um, you were a bit busy. And I looked at it. Yeah, sort of. And, you know, just, just got away from it. Um, but then I... Um, I looked at it and I thought, you know what, I think there's definitely something to, to do here. Um, first of all, I was lucky in my life that, you know, background behind me shows it, that motorsport gave me a lot, uh, made made my life. Um, and I thought, how can I give back, you know, uh, a little bit to what I had? Obviously, I don't have the finance to support young carriers, uh, young drivers through their careers. It's too expensive. But what I could do is, tr through an esports team, um, allow people to live from their passion, esports. And, you know, we launched in April 2020 with seven drivers. We had about 30 drivers by the end of the year. 
No, we have even more drivers than that. We've got a junior team and we've got a female team. So we're really trying to push, you know, the, the boundaries, seeing how with the constructor we can get involved and and be part of all the big championship. Uh, we were part of the Formula E Accelerate. We we're part of Le Mans Virtual Series. We we're part of the Porsche Super Cup on our racing. So um, yes, we we're trying to be involved in every big championship. We're trying to run it as a professional team with a team manager, with a communication officer, with a marketing department engineers so it is like a real real team but it's just not real yeah yeah i mean from the outside looking in it seems to be very professional everything's very organized and the drivers are very talented as well certainly from my point of view reporting on racing esports there's always an rhg esports driver there are thereabouts right up near the top when you see like um well just the re- weekend past when we're recording this the team finished second in the esports racing world cup and um, they had a very strong run throughout the Le Mans virtual series. When you see good results, performances, does that make you proud? Oh, yes, definitely. I follow everything. You know, I'm not all the time uh, with the guys because I'm busy uh, keeping racing, but I, I'm aware of pretty much everything. And even even when they think they've have missed something and they would love that I missed something, I didn't miss it. Um, so yeah, we've we've had a, a really good uh, World Cup last week. Um, Redline was very strong. I mean, you know, they've got five drivers full time. We haven't gone there there yet. I don't want to have full time drivers just because if you know. We, we're still at the beginning of esports and I don't want to take a kid 20 years old and tell him, you know, I'm going to pay you full time. And then let's say in two years time, ah, well, it didn't work with stopping. And then what do I do with his life? So I don't, you know, I don't want to have uh, full-time drivers, but we, we've had some really good surprise. Martin van der Lonsold uh, did an amazing job with Dennis as well, doing a great job. Um, some a little bit more disappointing. But, you know, it's uh, we're up there. Um, we're trying to compete against everyone and, and pushing it. Um, so Le Mans was a great race. We struggled at the beginning. Uh, we just didn't have the pace. We couldn't quite understand why. But in the race, we did a really good job, came back um, at the front. And I think what's important is that we are everywhere, as you say. We were part of the Olympic on Gran Turismo. We're part of the World Cup here. We're part of Le Mans. We're part of all the big championship we're in. It must be quite difficult to keep, keep on top of, but... I do notice on your Twitter feed, for example, you do like retweet and share like cool things from the drivers. And I just feel that that's a really important personal touch and it shows that you you care. And I think those drivers must must appreciate that. Do you ever give them any like words of advice or mentorship? Yeah, all, all, uh, all the drivers in the team, I've got my mobile number and they can contact me anytime. Um, I did I did switch off Discord from my mobile phone. It was getting it was it was draining the battery within thirty minutes. That's the reason. Uh, but they have you know they can contact me on by message or, or WhatsApp. They all have my numbers and I'm always here for them. Uh, questions or you know big events or pressure or just life. I think um, if I created the team, it's not not to give my name is to be involved and be with them and you know sometimes they're training for a big race and i just pop up in the middle of the server i got the password so i jump in i take the setup oh, nice. i spit in front of them and then you know they crash into <laughs> me and I'm like, oh sorry i ruined your lap but it's just you know i think it's just uh, just a good way to have fun yeah of course uh would you ever like to compete alongside them in something like the 24 hours of the month virtual or something like yes that? oh yes definitely i uh if the schedule allows yeah i wanted to do the month virtual this year i just wasn't ready to, with the setup on time i did daytona 24 the the week after uh with dreaming broadband uh, that was fun uh we um if it wasn't for a sting will issue i think we would have won our split 
Um, but I, I couldn't upshift and downshift at one point. Ah, so hey, that happens in some ways, Yeah, exactly. It's like a powertrain issue in the real world or something. It's the equivalent, I suppose, and it does happen. But how was your day? No, I, I love, I love. Uh, it was great. I mean, I love endurance races, just because it doesn't take that much. It takes a bit of training, but you don't need to have ultimate pace in qualifying. Uh, it's a 24-hour race, so you can be a little bit more patient, which I find is just a bit better racing-wise. Uh, I'm looking at Bathurst, but that's <laughs> yes. Uh, the mountain has the mountain has won many times already against me. Uh, I think that applies to everybody, though. Like everybody's yeah. uh, visited those armcos and those barriers. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, maybe uh, Sebring, uh, maybe Sebring, I'll be, I'll be on a racing game. Um, oh, cool! I'll be in the IndyCar Pro Challenge one. You know, yeah. I, I just, I just find it's a, it's an incredible way for people to share the track with us, racing drivers, Max Verstappen, London Norris, you know, Alex Palou, um, myself, whoever, and we go into random sessions, and then there's a guy in California, Pennsylvania, England, France, Japan, just jump in a session and, and ends up being racing against us. And, and people love that. And I love that as well. I find it's, it's so cool that, you know, randomly, I wish when I was a kid, I could have randomly played against Michael Schumacher, uh, Jacques Villeneuve, Fernando Alonso, Mika Hakkinen. They were the guys that I was watching. Yeah, that that's an incredible thing that people who are getting into sim racing or want to get into motorsport have the opportunity of doing now right thanks to online connections and aff- more affordable steering wheels and more responsive and realistic platforms it's an amazing time and that's well that's why traction gg exists as well we're going to try and cover everything um you mentioned actually there just to go on a slight tangent that you were obviously you're racing with jimmy broadbent there you've got gordy much part of rhg as well i saw that they're racing in a praga this year and you're a praga ambassador um, do you think these sort of deals sort of highlight the fact that, okay, yes, you can have a really good sim racing career, but there will be opportunities along the way if you're good enough to also branch out into real world motorsports? Well, that's definitely something I'm trying to push. And that's one of the reasons also I work with Praga, because they're very open minded and they've got the R1 series racing in, in the UK. And they decided that they were going to take some ambassador and some sim racers to be racing alongside racing drivers and I find that amazing you know I, I really find that okay not everyone would be good from sim racing to real world and if it was if it was that much real you know the same I would be super fast on a simulator and I'm not yeah I'm okay <laughs> but I'm not super fast I'm sure well, you're so very I think I'm, I'm okay on the, on the race car so you know I think there's still kind of a bit of a difference but uh saying that I am convinced that um we can find the next talent through esports, and I'm actually trying to push different programs for that to to happen. Interesting. Is that something to maybe talk about in the future, or is there anything you can mention now? Or no, you know, we're just trying to finance it. It's always the same uh, yeah. challenge. <laughs> but the day we can find a sponsor uh, to create that challenge, I already have the platform through a sim competition, go kart days, Formula Four, and hopefully compete in the championship. So. I really think that there's a lot that can be done and that I hope that, you know, like Praga, some of those will follow. Yeah, well, that that would be brilliant. And I wish you the best of luck. I'm sure everyone listening will wish you the best of luck with some sort of initiative like that, because that would be an incredible opportunity, wouldn't it? Um, I also want to mention your YouTube channel, 
because on there, you know, you can watch your Daytona 24 hour stints, but also you can watch uh, track guides, which are really cool. And I really like the way you do it. Uh, they're informative and entertaining and, and nice and relaxed, even if you know the track already. So everyone should check those out. And then there's some vlogs from IndyCar as well. Are you going to do more of that in 2022? Yes, definitely. There's, uh, there's more coming. I'm actually preparing. One of the reasons I've got that beautiful background is because I wanted to make some cool videos. So, ah. you know, it was all it was all you know prepared and and in my head um there's gonna be yeah there's gonna be some good good videos uh there's gonna be the indycar track guide i believe that i'm gonna do because no i know the track so it's gonna be easier to tell about it um you know uh just tr yeah trying to just be you know it's racing world is is so cool um sim racing allows us to do a lot of stuff and i think i just just want to use the two world together to yeah, make it cool and good. And for people that want to watch, just enjoy watching. Yeah, I think it's a really good initiative. And I really do uh, look forward to your videos this year because, you know, Roman Grosjean, well-known name in real-world motorsport, but here you are in an approachable fashion using a game or a sim, which is relatable to a whole bunch of people. And it all just sort of ties everything together rather nicely. So you mentioned a potential there for some sort of IndyCar video. So I think we should talk about IndyCar because you're going to be competing in the IndyCar Pro Challenge, which is a few days after um, the time we are recording. So this is where it's going to be real-world IndyCar drivers in R Factor 2 in the current spec IndyCar. Is that something you're looking forward to, trying out R Factor 2? Oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I actually love R Factor 2. Uh, really, I was uh, even though I didn't compete in Le Mans 24, I was practicing on LMP2 in Spa, Monza and Le Mans. And... I was loving it. I was loving it because you can actually slide a bit the car. I think the um, just the, the way it's behaving is it, really well done. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, the IndyCar, the minute on R-Factor 2 is not the best, but I believe there's a new mode coming for that race. Um, I think it, it's quite cool the way it's done. We don't we don't have access to the mode. We cannot train. We don't know the car. We don't know the circuit until uh, a day before the event. Um, which is exciting, but also a bit scary, um, you know, because uh, some of the boys out there in IndyCar are young generation and they're bloody fast on the simulator. Who do you think will be, uh, you know, super quick potentially? I think Alex Palou, Scott McLaughlin. Um, oh, yeah. They, they have been very, very driving a lot on different simulators. Um, but then it depends on the track, you know, if it's an oval, it may, uh, it may completely change the thing. I think, uh, I know Simo Pagino does quite a bit of R-Factor 2. Right. Uh, as I say, I, I know the game from, from few modes, but I'm just, uh, I'm just excited to discover it and, uh, you know, then to, to go racing. And, um, I, I really want to push the, the community evening, maybe, you know, with Connor Daly or Alex or whoever, mm. and we can open a server. We can tell people just come and join us and let's have a race for fun, you know. And I oh, think that'll that's, be amazing. That's pretty cool. Ho hopefully, if you do that, I can sneak an invite. We'll see. <laughs> but that, that'll be amazing. But um, just in terms of things like the IndyCar Pro Challenge, for example, do you think IndyCar working in conjunction with someone like Motorsport Games to create an eSport event like this, using the real world drivers to be streamed live on the internet, do you think that's a, an important thing for the community? Does it show the sport in a good light? 100%. I think it's just a, it's just a cool way to see ourselves in a different environment back home racing. Um, I think that's going to be a great atmosphere. I really 
I really believe there's a lot we can do through the esports. You know, uh, I know there's going to be an open challenge for people to do the, the IndyCar Pro Challenge, and you know, why not seeing the top three being able to have a ticket for the Indy 500 or another race? You know, it would be so cool that through the esports, I you know, I remember. And that's that's twenty more than twenty years ago. Sadly, uh, I went to the Geneva Motor Show. Oh yeah, and I was a just a young kid, and there were that PlayStation seat and, and game Gone to Ismo. And I got in, and I did a really good lap, and I actually won the the challenge for the week. And I I won a PlayStation two I think at the time. So whenever that was, <laughs> and I still remember it. It's twenty years ago, but I was so proud that I got you know. So I think that's that's the beauty through esports. We can get, we can give people through their skills of doing something. Yeah. A souvenir that they will not have necessarily in another place. I also, I think it feeds the passion, right? But it must've been really cool to be at the Geneva show and think, oh, well, maybe I can do this further or jump in a rail cart or whatever. Uh, I too went, have been to the Geneva show when I was younger and played on Gran Turismo and I didn't win the prize, but that speaks volumes about my, my lack of talent, unfortunately. But I, I was there and it, and it, that was one of the reasons I've ended up in this job. It got me passionate and following motorsport and writing about motorsport. And so it can also apply to drivers as well, right? So you're right, there's a lot of potential there to take things another step further with with prizes and competitions and incentives. So that's it's exciting to be part of this growing industry, I think. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So IndyCar Pro Challenge is in the virtual world. Rail drivers actually doing stuff, but it's ultimately on a sim platform. I wanted to touch upon um, real world IndyCar. Let's call it that for now. Um, you had an amazing debut season. Um, how did it feel like jumping straight into IndyCar and being competitive from the get-go, you know, getting the pole position on your, on your third event after, you know, what you'd been through to the tail end of your Formula One career. That must, how, how did that feel to be instantly on the pace? Yeah, it felt amazing. I, you know, I had no idea what I was going to go into when I joined IndyCar. And, you know, when you've been 10 years in Formula One, you've got a an image, like you've done the top of the sport and whatever you can, you do behind it, it can go, you know, you can be not competitive and then people mm. are going to say, oh, you know, always new. Uh, <laughs> it's a but, risk. Um, yeah, it's a risk. And moving cr- across the Atlantic, I was going to travel, I think I came 10 times or 11 times last year in the US. Uh, so that's 11 times crossing the Atlantic. That's, that's tiring. Uh, it was a lot of time away from my family. So I knew there was going to be a lot of challenges last, next, last year. And uh, I didn't know what I was going to go into. So this is just, you know, Let's see. I, I knew, knew no one. I just came up, and, and luckily, I met my engineer Olivier Boisson. That's a Frenchman, and he's, he's been following me to Andretti. Um, there was Sebastian Baudet and Simon Pagnot that were also very helpful in getting me up to speed, and and the other drivers. Really, you know, from Connor Daly taking me out for dinner when I was in Indianapolis on my own in February, doing my medical exam. Let's let's take you out for dinner. You know, um, also went with Marcus Eriksson, Scott Dixon, and Felix Rosenquist, and just just discover a completely different new world and an atmosphere. And I loved it. And after St. Pete's was only second race of the season. St. Pete wasn't necessarily you know a very very good race. We had a technical issue in the in the race. Finished thirteenth, I think. I came home and my wife saw how I was, and she was like, "Okay, you know, let's um, let's go. Let, let's let's get you signed on a big team and." 
I agree that you're gonna do all the races, including ovals, next year if you're if you're on a big team. And uh, that's why you know I was very lucky to get on the right time with Andretti. You know, we always say in motorsport, it's being the right time, the right place. And I think that's what happened to me. I came in last year. It was last. It was the last um, contract from Ryan Hunter after such an incredible car in IndyCar. Uh, the DHL car was going to be freed up. Uh, I came in. I did a good season. Uh, I got the seat, uh, which is you know incredible after only a year in IndyCar being with Andretti, uh, one of the biggest yeah. team in the world. So yeah, um, we just uh, yeah we decided to we found found a school for the kids in the US, found a house, moved and um, ended up with a beautiful sim room. Nice, yeah. I mean, the sim rooms go. That's up there. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, you, you mentioned it there. So it's a full season this year. Andretti Autosport, you know, one of the world's most renowned teams. Everybody has heard of them. It must be an honor to have signed that contract. It must have felt really good. Um, what are your hopes and dreams for the year ahead, I guess? Well, the dream is is to be champion and to win the 500, you know. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's what, what happened when you do, yeah, when you do IndyCar. Um, I just want to go and, and win races. I just want to have fun. I think last year I found really something incredible in my career that I was just going racing for myself, having fun. You know, I don't have anything to prove. Um, just enjoying it. Uh, I'm taking it seriously, but also at the same time not taking myself seriously. Which is which is a very fine line, and hopefully this year I can keep doing the same thing. Um, just being, you know, enjoying going to the races, doing the best job I can. But once the evening has arrived, crack on the barbecue and uh, with no bad joke or bad words, you know. Uh, but yeah, not cook a nice piece of, of meat and uh, just uh, enjoy the next day. Yeah, well, that sounds like a heck of a life. So. I wish uh, you and your family all the best with the move to Miami, but also for the season ahead. And as we're recording this before the IndyCar Pro Challenge, which um, everyone can watch on YouTube, uh, I wish you obviously the best of luck with that. And thank you very much for your time. My pleasure. It was fun. No worries. Anytime. Um, just before we go, I should mention a uh, quick plug, of course. If you want your racing games and esports news, if you want to follow RHE Esports through the year, please do visit the traction.gg website. And if you listen to this podcast and enjoyed it, please do give it a like on Spotify and a subscribe on the Apple podcast platform. Thank you very much. Keep it pinned.